This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Alongside former Packer Brian Balaga, here's Emmy Award winner Homer. The best 60 minutes of your day, Brian Bulaga's Homer Hour. I really like Thursdays because I can listen to Brian Bulaga and Jason Wildey. But this one's going to be even better because this is the last Thursday appearance of the Doctor of Football, Brian Bulaga. So if you have any questions for him, you better ask him today if you're a Thursday listener. 1-800-990-3776. Producer Pebble will take your call, but there will be no screening. Got that, Pebble? I don't know how much screaming you do. I do all the screen, Homer, yes. No screening. Whatever question they want, you don't have to ask them. What are you going to ask? doesn't matter. What's your name? The doctor of football, Brian Balaga, is ready. 1-800-990-3776. This will also tell me how many people want to ask you a question because we've never had time to take questions, especially on Thursday when Jason Wildey is on. Yep. And, of course, there's also Jason Wildey, but then we also have to have the time taken for Brian to say, how are you, how are you this evening, and all these other nice things. Yeah, well, how are you doing this evening, Homer? Um, I'm okay. But if I wasn't okay, I wouldn't tell you. Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't doubt that, but if something was – Really, really bothering you. I'd hope you'd tell me. Mm, no, I wouldn't. And I oh, don't think okay. you would. But, I mean, I, I might off the air. I just want to let you know, I'd be more, I would be very comfortable saying, Doctor, I don't know if I would call you Dr. Brian. I, I need your help yeah. on this, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, whatever. off the air. Off yeah. the air. So, I got it. Okay. But, the, okay. Uh, but I believe that on the air, no one cares. And so, uh, and if they do care, I don't really want them to be a part of that, whatever I'm going through in my personal life. Maybe you that's a lot of you have a lot of fans, though. You've been doing this. A long I know, time. but I don't. That, yeah, I have a lot of fans. But uh, all right. So um, we're having trouble with our oldest son. He's smacking up walls all around his apartment and it's a mess. Do you think I really want to tell them about it? No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I get it. I get. Hey, I understand. And, I understand. And, and it's actually good. I mean, he's an artist, so he's crazy by nature. But they, unless you've had an artist for a relative, you don't really understand how strange they are. And it's their strangeness that has the potential for them to be very successful. Yeah, because I get it. I understand that. Yeah. Um, you know, he was out of school. Now that you ask him, I'll tell you, he was out of school because he'd been taking classical piano at a school and it, it got a little too hard. So he stopped. And it's August. He's got no school to go to. I go, what do you, you got to go to school. He says, well, I think maybe I'll do art. Try the art school. So I call them up. It's like August the 8th. Yeah, uh, he'll have to come in. I said, he's not coming in. I'll just bring a couple of his paintings. They go, fine. I walk into the room. I brought two paintings, randomly picked. I put them down on the floor or up against the side of a table. And the lady walks in and goes, are you... Uh, you Homer? No, she didn't call me Homer, but it's easier to <laughs> You Homer? Are you Homer? Uh, I said, yeah. And my son, Ben, I want to see. She goes, he's in. I go, what? No. He's in. She goes, yeah. I go, are you short of students? She goes, yeah. no. I said, come on. She said, I said, well, she said, I looked at that painting. He's in. I go, wow. can you can you do me a favor? And she goes, sure. I goes, what the hell do you see there? 
I just randomly yeah. picked it. I don't want to. It's not my business, and we're happy because then he ended up going to school there. Um, but what do you see? She goes, oh, the colors and whatever like that. I said, well, I just want to let you know. I believe you're short of students, even though you're not going to tell me. But that's fine. He can go to school there. And uh, so that's the life of being a parent of an artist. They say artists are poor. That's not true. Parents of artists are poor if you uh, spend your life trying to help them and stuff. All right. You ready to go? See, does anybody really – did I did I serve any purpose whatsoever by telling that story? But it's good storytelling. That's the thing. Right. But, I mean, I'm, I'd rather the story be you talking about the Packers or talking about sports um, because yeah. people care can, about that. Yeah, we can get to that. You know, we sure. do a poll question on should Homer kick his kid out of his apartment or his house because he's busting up the walls. Like, what do we get, six votes? Hey, uh, I don't really care, and I understand that. I don't think that you should care, and I don't really want you to care because that's not what the show is about. You, on the other hand, some things that you might have occurred, they'd be interested in because you're a Packer. And if you're a yeah. Packer player, people care about you for the rest of your life, which you oh, I know already. People are always willing to help, and they're curious about everything you do, right? I think so. Yeah. I think people are in, always interested in um you know, athletes' personal life and what they do away from football and experiences they have. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and sometimes guys feel more than comfortable letting other people in to give them an idea not of what like, they and you do day to day. It's not part of what you are, right? Yeah, it's not a big thing of me letting yeah. people in my, my family life. I mean, every now and again, I'll post photos of the family and things of that nature and, and talk about it, which, Hey, I'm, I'm all good with it. That's but, better than me. I don't do any of that. Yeah. It's, it, it's just one of those things where, right. uh, you know, you, you choose to keep some things more private than others. And, you know, it is what it is. And now that I'm not a player anymore and people don't technically know when I'm gone or when I'm home and this and that, get a little more open with things and and talk about things a little bit more but still probably not to the extent that maybe some people would like but that's you know that that's just what it is and i i do what i'm comfortable with and then what my wife is comfortable with it's more one of those things but always yeah. happy to talk anything with anyone i always love to have conversations and discuss any topic i mean that's always fun to me yeah you know? like the parade when i said the person died at the parade. I, I I said on Twitter, I think sports parades are over, not parades. And they're like, well, it's happened before. How do you as a team have a parade knowing that somebody has died at one? I'm going to have uh, an event in my arena or in my stadium, and then the people can come in and we can celebrate that way. I don't know yeah. how. If, I'm, if I own a team, I just got out of that business. I, I, can't, I can't live with or accept the possibility of something occurring that – I can prevent and I can still have a ceremony honoring the team and fans without taking that risk. But as yeah, you I mean, expect, not everybody on uh, on uh, Twitter agreed with me, and that's fine. I, don't, I, I, I yeah. don't say it for agreement. I say it because I think that that's what I believe is going to occur because that's how I would be as an owner of a team. But, yeah, I mean, I was I was seeing the way some people were responding to you and telling you you're you're living in fear and this and that, and and I think you were coming at it from an owner's perspective, right? Like, yes, you, you don't want now after this happens to even take that chance. No, and, and I and I understand it. Like, I get it. I get it from because we can still celebrate in a different way, yeah. honor fans, and we can decide, you know, if it's basketball at the arena or I mean, you could do it. 
Let's say the Bucks won a title. You could have it at AmFam. You could have 40,000 people there. But I... um, I just I I couldn't live with myself like yeah. that's the world we live in. I mean, somebody said, uh, you know, and then you don't have fear. No, I fear more than I ever thought I ever would that I'm going to be shot. One of our kids is going to be shot or our grandkids is going to be shot, because if you don't accept that as a possibility, you're not aware of the world we live in. I don't think it's going to happen, but I accept the possibility that it could far more than at any point ever in my life. Yeah, I mean, and there's, you know, I mean, it's kind of for me, and it's not that I live in a state of fear, but I just prefer not to go into big crowds and big events. Like, it's something that when I was younger, I had no problem going to these big concerts, country concerts, and all these things in arenas and everything like that. Like, I had no problem doing that. Um, These days, though, I I don't enjoy that. That's not something that I like doing. I, I like to keep things... Um, if I go to events, smaller events, not mm-hmm. anything crazy. And, and it's not because I'm scared. It's just because I, you know, my comfort level and knowing what is a possibility, um, I like to keep things, you know, more low key. And and it's so unfortunate that this is now a thought process at a championship parade and going forward going to be a thought process at championship parades and it's and i don't care what comes out in the next months about what happened i already saw some some uh stuff on twitter calling it an altercation between two groups like i it like what it actually happens i don't or what happened i don't think we're ever going to find out that's the way these things always work out unfortunately um but it still doesn't matter right like what happened happened and people were killed and injured severely, and that ruins this thing going forward and changes the dynamic of celebrating a championship for a city like permanently. It changes yeah. it permanently, and it's super unfortunate. It's super, super unfortunate, unfortunate, but it's not like you still can't have an event. I mean, no, I agree. It, but it's just, I mean, other things have changed, and I, I have no interest in deciding what to do and how to do it the other people can argue over that i'm just saying that's that's what i would do and maybe there'll be teams that'll do it differently or but i don't know i don't know as an owner how you could live with that knowing that you could have i can guarantee you not 100% but pretty much close to 100% nothing's going to happen if we have the event of celebration my way anything's still possible but uh, I would think I'm limiting it to a huge degree, and if uh, another owner yeah. chooses to do it otherwise, that's fine. But I, I, I couldn't live with an event of the greatest celebration be one that I'm scared the whole time. Yeah, what kind of is that? And, what is that? But anyway, always looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Always, yeah. I mean, and you, you might be different. Pebble might be different, and uh, um, we'll see in the future uh, what happens. Um, but yeah, it's it's too bad because. The energy of things like that, and you remember them. There's, uh, there's nothing better, I'm sure, as a player or as a fan, to, that celebration of world champions. Yeah, there isn't, and it, it, and you know, it, Jason and I discussed it a little bit this morning on Wildy and Tausch, and I'm not going to get into that because that's, you know. We're, we're just not going to talk about you that. You can talk but, about it again in a few minutes because he's going to be on right after well, you finish this comment. Yeah, no, Jason Jason and I already, we, we, we had the discussion and we we're moving on. That's not what people want to hear. It's just that 
you know, when such a great event happens for a city and the fans that come out to celebrate with the team and just catch a glimpse of their favorite player or whatever it may be. And then, you know, whatever did take place or alter whatever it was to take place and potentially not just, especially the kids that were injured, scar these kids now for the remainder of their lives, for the remainder of their lives, they could be scarred by this. Um, I want to interject. It, Somebody said that the last that the last time that it occurred that was actually in Lambeau, it was in the stadium, the celebration did. of the Super Bowl. It did. But did you yeah. go around the town before then, or was it just only in the stadium? No. So we we took buses just from the airport right when we landed, airport to the stadium. Oh well, good. Like somebody said, there they were ahead of the curve. All right. I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. know that. I, mean, well, I don't know why they chose to do it that way. Someone will have to ask them. Yeah, I don't know why they. Ch- I mean, listen. I mean, this was you know back in 2010. I wish we would have had a parade. Obviously, I'm not trying to be insensitive to what happened. You know, just the other day. Like I'm not right. saying that, but at the time, you know, I would have wished we would have had that, and more people would have gotten to know when we were landing to come out, line the streets, celebrate with us. I mean. Like I like I said, we didn't even have a case of beer on that bus. Like we you know what I mean. It, it didn't even feel like a like a true parade or anything like that. So that was the you know the only downer. Yeah. I mean the thing the thing in the stadium was cool, right? Lambeau Field was packed. It was loud in there. Like it was a cool event. Um, at least for me, it was as a rookie. I thought it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean that was the only thing from the Super Bowl that I really remember that was a a little bit of a downer is that more people didn't get to, you know, welcome us on our, you know, when we landed back in green Bay and kind of see us with the trophy on a, you know what I mean? Like that's the only thing that I wish we got to do. And and it it has nothing to do with, you know, like I said, being insensitive to what took place yesterday. It was just, you know, my opinion on that many years ago with what I wish we would have gotten to experience. As the Dr. Football Brian Belaga has asked, Jason Wilde is next, and I am certain they will discuss Hacker football. Uh, I had a comment with someone who said that, that Jordan Love is going to be the MVP. I said, no. You want to put your money down now on the quarterback for the Chargers. He will be the league MVP, and Jim Harbaugh will make damn sure it happens, and it helps that he hasn't really been coached that well the last couple of years. We'll see if either the doctor or Jason Wildey agree with me next. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Everybody on the planet Earth should get information about the Green Bay Packers from Jason Wildey every day of the year. I do my part now. Not as many as I'd like, but I think we'll be at two. However, when he's on Brian Bulaga's show, the doctor of football does the proper introduction because he's much nicer than I am. Take it away, Doc. Jason, good to talk to you again today. How are you doing? Yeah, long time no talk. I'm guessing you've talked to me more than you've talked to Abby today, and I've talked to you yeah. more than I've talked to Paula today. So congratulations. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, so before... We get kind of rolling. There was a clip that got played for me on KBN about Rob Domofsky talking to the boys about reasons why Aaron Rodgers never got back uh, to the Super Bowl. So I was hoping Chris could play that. We could hear it because there's something in there. 
that mm. kind of that bothered me a little bit. So I want to play it and then uh, kind of get our reactions from it. So did he say substandard right tackle play? Is that what he said? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that would have I mean, he might have been true at that point. Then it could have been it <laughs> could have been true. You're right. When you break them down uh, by each, um, you know, individual game, there's certainly reasons for it. Uh, and you know what? You can say coaching. You can say special teams. You can say defense. I'm going to say this: If Aaron Rodgers was as great as as we thought, then he probably should have been able to overcome that one at least one more time, and he should have been able to. And I think of the Tampa Bay uh, championship game, where how many takeaways did they get? Three, three, three in, in the second three. half. Yeah, and then what they? How many points did they end up? Three, I think. Three uh, off that. Yeah, I Rob, mean, are you so questioning the some, greatness of Aaron Rodgers? At some at some point, I think you have to put some of that on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you, you really do. And even even the Seattle game in 2014, uh, you know, everyone wanted to kill Mike McCarthy for the play calling after they get the interception uh, from Morgan Burnett and Julius Peppers uh, tells him to go down, and they're up what 12 with four minutes to go. Aaron Rodgers had opportunities to get them in the right looks on that next drive, and he did not. He he did not check out of the run on first down when he saw Michael Bennett over there and Eddie Lacy ran into Michael Bennett for a four-yard loss. That, that should have been an automatic check for Aaron Rodgers to make, and he didn't make it. So some of this is on the quarterback. Wow. Yeah, so. And he left out the best part. After the block punt, it was a tie score. He has the ball once. Jimmy Garoppolo has it once. And Aaron Rodgers can't even get a first down. Garoppolo leads him to the game-winning field goal. I actually think of all the games, that's the weakest performance uh, because I think Tampa Bay's defense was really good. But go ahead. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll add more to it, just a different game. Yeah. Oh, for, oh, I for can't sure. Wait. So I guess my question is, you know, I, under- not to talk. <laughs> I was going to say, I understand the 49ers take, right? Or the Tampa Bay take, you know, three takeaways, um, only three points or whatever it was. I wasn't on the team at that point, but I remember watching the game. I, I, I think I, what bothered me the most was the Seattle comment that he talked about checking in and out of plays because I obviously was involved in that directly. And I remember the play pretty vividly, and I'm sure if I watched it right now, the, the clip of it, he makes a comment essentially that, uh, you know, he went into a, a look where we were not blocking Michael Bennett and Aaron kept the look on and he should have checked out of it. I can assure you um, that wasn't the case. That was he, Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett was never, uh, especially a guy of that caliber, was never in a run play just going to be cut loose and unblocked. So I don't like that comment based on that you just don't, you know, the personnel that we were in and the, the play that was called, there, there's not a bunch of checks to that. There's not a bunch of checks. You can't get out of it and throw the ball. We're in jumbo personnel. Uh, you, just, you just can't do it. So I, I don't really like that comment. But I guess from my standpoint, Jason, I, I listened to Rob talk. What do you attribute it to? Do you think more of it's on Aaron? Do you think it's on a multitude of things or, or – Listening to Rob, how would you um, kind of give your stance on why Aaron didn't make it to more Super Bowls? 
Yeah, well, let me start by saying that uh, I love Rob. He's like my uh, often irritated brother uh, from another mother. I am not going to critique his take, uh, but I do look forward to the next time you two play golf together and you can get after him. Now, that said, um, look, I am a believer in this being the greatest team sport there is. And that means that on both sides of the coin, Aaron Rodgers deserves more criticism than sometimes he received for playoff losses, and other times deserves less. So, look, I look at 2014, um, and let's not lose sight of that. And I understand, because Brett Favre was the ultimate Iron Man, and he played through a broken thumb twice although that was a big deal when he did it, and it wasn't anything apparently when Aaron Rodgers did it uh, in 2022. Um, Rodgers played with a torn calf, and I saw him run uh, when he shouldn't have probably been running. Uh, I remember the the game against the Cowboys the previous week. You know, he he basically said, I've got 120 more minutes left in in his his calf, and he was going to turn it loose no matter what. Um, And... I did not think he played poorly. We, that's funny. We were actually just talking, you and I, about that game um, yesterday and about how he thinks he's got a free play. He should have a free play, and it's a pick in the end zone to Sherman. That should yep. never – and that is, a, that is an enormous play. I know it doesn't happen at the end of the game, but that is an enormous play. Now, that said, on the other side of the coin – as someone who covered the Tampa Bay game, and maybe if I go back and look at what I wrote in that NFC Championship game, uh, I I would be willing to bet that I probably wasn't as critical of him as I probably should have been because he did not play uh, well enough for them to win. And if he plays a little bit better with the takeaways they get against Brady um, – you know, I think I remember we, we the things we focused on, and I know that was the year after you left, Brian, but the things yep. we focused on coming out of that game were the uh, the way that the penalty that gave the Bucks the first down that allowed them to run out the clock, the way that was officiated on Kevin King when there were multiple situations earlier in the game that almost exactly the same plays occurred, including, if, if I remember correctly, on an interception – uh, that Rodgers threw um, that was not called. Um, and I think that we focused on that. We focused on how they botched the play at the end of the half to give uh, yep. Scotty, whatever his name is, the touchdown that he had at the end of the half. Uh, that was actually what led to Le- um, Mike Patton being so pissed at LaFleur that they parted ways. I don't think they would have had Matt LaFleur come out and said, hey, that wasn't Patton's fault, that was my fault. Uh, but he didn't, and that was the end of that, their relationship. Um, but I, that game, I agree that Aaron Rodgers could have played better, and at his level of expectation and greatness, I think there's that argument I think Rob can make. I also think, to Homer's point, he did not play well against San Francisco in the 2021 divisional round game. Uh, they They could have overcome – how bad the special teams was, uh, and, and he they didn't. So I think that's valid criticism. You know, yep. you look back on other playoff losses that you were part of. I mean, 
the Giants game at 11, there were all kinds of issues in that game, obviously. Um, you, they, you guys fumbled three times. You fumbled three times, lost three fumbles all season in 2011 when you went 15-1. and one. You lost three fumbles in that game alone, and that's yep. one of the reasons you lost. You know, Kaepernick runs you out of the gym in 12. I get that. 13, you know, uh, and Micah Hyde is uh, kind of like you, has become a, a buddy of mine, and, and I value his friendship. And one of the things that I respect him about with him is he looks at that 13 game, which you would have missed because of your ACL, uh, yep. as being his fault because he had an interception that would have iced the game and it went through his hands. Now, yep. I would say that Rodgers could have played better, but it was frigid conditions. Neither quarterback played well. They lose that. We just talked about 14. 15, you guys were a mess. You lost Jordy at the start of the year. They get the Hail Marys to Jeff Janis, and they're, they're so beat up at wide receiver that Janis got hurt on the touchdown. They only have two wide receivers. Roger uh, McCarthy wanted to go for two. He only had two wide receivers. He didn't have any two-point plays that only had two wide receivers, so he kicked the extra point to tie the game, they, and then you guys obviously lose an OT. 16, they go on the unbelievable run. He's got the pass to uh, Cook to keep the drive alive. That was an unbelievable drive that they go on. Uh, yep. They win that game, and then obviously you guys lose in Atlanta. They missed the playoffs in 17 and 18. You guys get run out of the gym uh, in 19. He didn't play well against the 49ers in the 19 championship game, but he could have played – outstanding and you guys still lose as poorly yep. as you played defensively. And then we got to 20 and 21. So that, that sums up the post Super Bowl era. Yes. There were times where he could have played better and they would have been in a Super Bowl. I just wouldn't count 14 as one of the glaring examples. Yeah. I mean, listen, and you, you knock, you, you said it, Jason, like you hit the nail on the head. Football is the ultimate team game, right? Like it, everyone has their hand involved in it. Unless, Excuse obviously... me, sir. I had to interrupt. He's MVP. Doesn't yeah. that determine a level of play expected? If you're the MVP, it is team, but somebody is supposed to be significantly the best on your team at the most important position. Next. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and there were times in that, in that 14 NFC championship game when he made big plays, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and oh, yeah. you guys down to tie the game to send it to overtime. No, that's lost to history because uh, nobody cares because of the way you guys blew the lead and then lost in overtime. But like that was the fact that they, you guys got that Mason Crosby field goal to force overtime. And the fact that that was the game that really kind of pushed it toward hey, we can't have our reigning NFL MVP lose a playoff game in overtime where he never touches the ball, right? Yes. That was one of those crucial moments for the NFL to say, hey, wait, we got to reexamine, at least in the playoffs, how we view overtime. So, again, he could have played better. He played on a torn calf. It limited his mobility. I do think that factored in how he played in that game. Did he play at an MVP level, Homer? No, he didn't Well, play. that's my question, you know, that- Robin. Has... Did Aaron Rodgers play at an appropriate level in the playoffs for the run of his career after 2010, base equal to his MVP and regular season level? And my answer is very easy. No, there were not enough special MVP moments in the playoffs for a quarterback who played at the level he did in the regular season for so many years. That's the question. Yes or no? 
we don't we don't count the playoff games that they won then, right? No, we do. Yes. No, lost. we count the ones they win. We're there counting we the count, wins. We're there enough do, do, special moments count, by the quarterback. We count all the games, all the playoff games. Uh, what about what about what about a de facto playoff game like winning in Chicago uh, after breaking his collarbone in his first game back? Do we count that? Yeah, you. That's you, a playoff you, game. Yes. Win and you're in. Losing, you're out. Right. And yes. I would, I, I would say for a guy playing in his first game since breaking his collarbone, uh, he was right. Magical. I'm not saying they there were no special moments. There are special moments. Were there enough special moments in the playoffs given a four-time MVP? And the answer is no. And mm, everybody's going to agree with that, aren't they? I don't. Okay. I don't know, man. Uh, like, All right, that's fine. I, I that's if, the question. I think if you. Here's the, here's the issue, and yes. this is why my comment about... We didn't get the vote from the, Brian Bulaga. Doctor of football, had, were there enough special moments for Aaron Rodgers given four-time MVP and level of play in the regular season during the postseason? I mean, I, I'm kind of with Jason. Okay, that, like, right, you say yes. All right, that's fine. Yeah, like, it's so hard. Like, I don't know. It's just so hard to... To say he didn't produce up to level when there's so many factors that go into it. I know. Yes, you like, say no, and, Jason. And, or you and, guys and, both and, say and yes. He had enough special well, moments, and I say no. And, so, and, and if and if we look at and and here's the thing. And I don't. I'm not making apologies for him. I've already said we just discussed two games where he did not play well enough that they needed him to be special, and he wasn't special enough. I'm just not putting 14 in that category, but 21 and 20. Those losses, I am. Uh, in the you know in the, in the grand scheme of his performances, though, I, I would a want to look at how does it compare to Tom Brady, and how many times did he have to be truly special for them to win Super Bowls, as opposed to he had a couple of special moments, but their defense was great, their running game was great, like the Atlanta comeback. I don't know, was he he was the MVP, even though it should have been probably James White who was the MVP. Like yeah. my point is is that. If you have a lot, if you just ha- if if the rest of your if it's your defense and your special teams, if they do a sufficient job, that you don't have to not only be special because you're the MVP, but you also have to be special because you have to overcome other parts of the team struggling or playing downright poorly. Then that raises the level of how much you have to carry the team. And there were times when he carried the team, and there were times when he didn't. And he does deserve criticism for that. And uh, I just, you know, I look at 16, and you were on that team. Like, I'm sorry, he put the, your, he put you guys on his back. Like, oh, yeah. you're four and six, he takes all the heat by saying, we can run the table, and then he goes out and does it. And I think that, again, how people have come to feel about him and he has not helped himself with some of the things he's said and done. But I think people's judgments now as we get it's, – it's weird. It's, it's like the inverse of Favre. Like, as we got farther away from Favre, people warmed up to him again. And I feel like as we're getting farther away from Rodgers, they're starting to dislike him more and look at him more critically and be harsher in their critiques of him. And I'm curious as to why that would be. Well, the success I, in the first year of Jordan Love is a part of it. I think that's part of it. And, I, and, I, and you know what? I think part of it is 
Um, disappointment that we didn't win more. I think that's really what it is. I think I yeah. think that people see Mahomes do this, and they realize what they had with Aaron, and people are angry that we didn't win more, and they take that frustration out and they air their yeah. their grievances based on something he may say um, on a podcast or whatever he does, like Jason mentioned. But they take that out on a football level sense, and you see, know, and I, I want to interject. That. I don't think they do. Here's the question. After 2010, in his last 12 years, did Aaron Rodgers have enough spectacular postseason moments for a four-time MVP? And the answer is no. And I think the answer is no, regardless of what he ever does in terms of off-the-field stuff. And that certainly is hurt it, him. And, and do you believe it's a resounding no? or it's, Because, look, they didn't. No. I they do not believe it's a resounding that, no. I do not. That's and that's the problem with that statement is that if you say it that way, there there's no nuance to it. It's he failed, didn't do enough. Correct. Didn't do enough for this yes. team. And my my and my argument would be you are taking a a number of playoff games and some he did enough and some he didn't. Which guess what? Every freaking quarterback, even the great ones, had those types of postseasons were sometimes they did enough and sometimes they didn't. If I, I just, I swear if they just don't screw it up and I'm sorry, Brian, I know you were on the field. If they yep. just don't screw it up in 14 to like in the millions of ways that they screwed it up, like ha ha Clinton Dix being in no man's land on the two point conversion. Which is a huge yep. play, like. But with a like four-time MVP, Jason, there should be more than we had to have no. it this no, game. No, 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 no. My point is, mm-hmm. is that everything changes, and no one is as harsh in their critique of anyone. Ted, Mike, Aaron, anybody, if they get back to the Super Bowl in fourteen, that is the killer of all of their legacies. Because then you can't say they never made it back after going in 10. And then when things peter out in 18 and Mike gets fired, you're saying, well, they went to two Super Bowls, but, you know, Rodgers got him back and played on a torn calf, and they won the game in Seattle where they got their asses kicked in the opener. Like, it, it is – that is such a – again, sorry, Brian. Such a sorry. monumental – it's such a monumental failure. Like, it is that era's fourth and twenty six. And I would argue worse than fourth and twenty six because they were a better team than that two thousand three team was. They just had emotion and destiny on their side. But they that ruined it lessened the legacies of those three primary people that would be so viewed so differently had they managed to not pee down their leg and lose the way they did. You guys are way late. Thanks, Jason. The doctor of football, Brian Villaga, with his response. And we'll figure out the uh, perfect way to put the question together next. The doctor of football, Brian Belagi. I'm sorry I interrupted there, but um, it was different today. It's the last show. I I just... I just made that up, but I had to come up with something. That's the best I can do. Uh, the doctor of football, Brian Bulaga. I want to credit Pebble because he has come up with the perfect discount liquor Twitter poll question. You ready to vote? Yep. After the 2010 Super Bowl season, 
Would you rate Aaron Rodgers' playoff performances on par with being a four-time NFL MVP? I say no. Um, mm, and see, now you say yes, see, I would assume. I, I, I say yes. Okay. So here's, here's my question to you. Yes. Right? The You said moments, right? Right. Worthy of MVP. So g- give me at least this. That moment that he had in 2016 against Dallas, that throw, that moment. Correct. That that's a better moment than league MVP quarterbacks have had in the playoffs. Probably most of like Lamar Jackson this year. No, for I agree. Example. That's one of the great moments ever in the history of that, playoff like, football. Yeah. That, that some quarterbacks will never even right. have that. Even, even but, if they win the league MVP. Right. And year. now I have a comment for you. When you okay. do something like that, I expect more in the rest of those, that period than I got. And the standard gets tougher based on the amazing things that he does. Just as Michael Jordan. After you've seen it, you hold him to another. If he had won five of six, you could have said he should have done better. Why? Because of the standard that he set. And so your choice is the perfect reason why I say no because of plays, and that being right near the top, and some of what you saw in 2010, yeah. there should have been more. So you wanted more of those types of That level, plays. yes. That's the kind of thing you'd expect maybe at Tampa. I Again, I, I think there's not enough credit given to Tampa. That's certainly something that you expect when you're going head-to-head against Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, yeah. And again, yeah. I am guilty of holding him to a higher standard. Because you've seen Mahomes do some of these things. You've seen Brady do some of the things. And I would say there are two good examples where they had more of those special moments um, that elevate their playoff because that's what it is. The Everybody messes up or the other parts of your team mess up, as you've alluded to. But at some point, you have to say or should say he carried that team. And you certainly can pick certain games or maybe, let's say, 2010, uh, other than maybe the Chicago game where he still maybe made made a play or whatever. I think preventing that uh, touchdown of the tackle he had on uh, Erlocker is one of the the more amazing plays ever that doesn't get rang. I mean, that changes the game. I don't. I still don't know how Absolutely. he made the tackle, but anyway. So, so that that would be my answer, and I'm fine with that. You saying otherwise, and I would think you're probably a better vote and judge because you have a better understanding of what really goes on, right? In terms of yeah, well, all the like plays. I, yeah, like I, I think I have a little understanding, but the thing that I understand where you're coming from and your vote. I mean, you the way you explained it makes me understand it way more. And I and I get where you're coming from, and I understand it. Um, doesn't mean I agree with it, right. but I understand it way more. Um, and listen, I couldn't agree more about the Tampa game and the 49er game. Like, obviously, I wasn't on the team at that point, um, and I watched both those games. Obviously, um, the Tampa game. Listen, I think he could have played better, and I think the offensive line played horribly mm-hmm. um, from what I remember watching it. Um, there, there was a lot of 
lot of bad play. Right, and that's going to affect, as you've taught us, your expectations of any quarterback. It doesn't matter whatever that level is. Yeah, right. yeah, but he certainly could have played better and, and done more. And then obviously the 49er game, like you have spoken about many a times, yeah, that, was, that wasn't good. Like, and there's no doubt about it. And they were probably, you know, from a team standpoint, probably the best team, you know, they they were playing really well that season. So, yeah, that was a, you know, one that he probably looks back on as in 2014 as well. And, and probably 2011, he looks back on as, and probably 2020 and 2021, uh, really big missed opportunity. Yeah, I, I, there's really no big. doubt in my mind, like, most athletes at that level, they're tougher on themselves than anybody else can be. And we will get your remaining thought. Hard to believe, you know. Uh, but the fourth quarter is already going to be short. Next. Go beyond your field of study and get a world-class education in leadership by joining the U.S. Army ROTC. As an Army officer, you'll work side-by-side with peers who support your growth, and you'll become a role model, mentor, and decision-maker in any environment at any scale. It's a challenging path, but along the way, you'll sharpen your skills and show yourself and those around you exactly what you're capable of. Decide to lead at GoArmy.com slash officer or contact your local Marquette University Army ROTC program to get started. The doctor of football. Yeah, our fourth quarters are always really short. I want to know if there were years when a season ended that you were more excited to get back playing for the next season, or is everyone the same? Because I want him to start playing now. I want Clifford in the Rocks Football League. I want to watch him play. I want the Packers to start playing again in... in uh, March. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, obviously the Super Bowl season, but that was the lockout. Um, the The season that I felt I really wanted to get back get going was after uh, 2011 when we lost to the Giants um, in the divisional round. I really wanted to get back and, and get back to work after that one because it hurt. You know, I mean, we were so good and we just played so poorly in that game. Um, probably another one, which obviously I never got the opportunity to do it. I mean, I was excited about it until the Packers decided to go in a different direction was after the 2019 season, that first year with LaFleur, um, when we lost to San Francisco and they've seen championship, like we, we were building something really good there and I really wanted to be a part of it. And I was really excited with the direction the team was going and with him as a coach, and the staff, and and I really wanted to be a part of it and was excited um, if I had the opportunity to re-sign with the team to come back. Do you ever think you're going to win the Super Bowl? Do you think you're going to get to the Super Bowl? What's the highest understanding, the toughness that that you ever felt going into a year? Yeah, I mean, every year I, I always looked at it as we have a team that can get to the NFC championship is the way I looked at it. Right. And then once you get into that game, you see how you've been playing and you know, the status of the team and how you're, but the goal, at least I looked at it every year was to get to the NFC championship. And if we didn't get there, then it was a failure, right? Like you didn't even give yourself an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, you didn't get in that final game. So that's the way I looked at it. And maybe some people would say it was either Super Bowl or bust. You know, I understand that take as well. 
Um, but I always looked at it. If we didn't get an opportunity to even get into the Super Bowl, which is the NFC Championship, then it was it was a failure every year because I thought we always had a team that could at least get to that game. It's a poll I would like to ask all the players on the team to uh, to see what their vote would have been. I'd be curious what Aaron Rodgers said, and I'm, I just ne- I don't think it's anything you guys probably ever discussed. But all right, Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits and top notch service. Wrong. A name synonymous with employee benefits, top-notch service, and been doing it well for over 50 years. Family-owned, small enough to handle your needs with special attention, large enough to have the clout to make it happen. Yeah, I messed up. I left out the years. That's important. Saganiac Planning, name synonymous with employee benefits, top-notch service, and doing it well for over 50 years. You get the final 15 seconds, Doc, on your final Thursday appearance. Yeah, I mean, it was fantastic getting to do two days a week with you on Thursdays. Uh, can't wait to keep doing Mondays, but I'm excited for football season to get back on twice a week. And thanks to all the listeners for tuning in twice a week. And we'll know, do you think the same about this season, that they should be thinking an NFC championship game? The Marquette Basketball Hour is next. How huge is this? Biggest college game since the Old Testament coming up Saturday. Next. Next.